There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zang. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Ro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and uh, Chino Liao together here again at the... Did you, did you forget, forget my name? <laughs> is that what happened? Yeah. No, I did not forget <laughs> your name. I was looking for the <laughs> sound effects. Like a sound effects. Why am I applause time? I'm not kidding. I was really looking for the He's just fucking with you. So yeah, uh, it's episode 313, still no Camus, and turns out he's out for the week because the entire balai is down. down with the sickness. Down for the count. <laughs> the entire balai now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next week, it'll be the entire bell. bell yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the entire balai is down with the sickness, and he realized down that for the, the, for, the betterment and our, for the betterment of our well-being, he would just quarantine himself away, which I think is an absolutely great call. I think he went to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that in his story somewhere. So he's so he thinks a toothache is infected. Oh, because the feeling yah, the dentist immune daw, kasi doctor din yun. Pero hindi tayo doctor. We point siya, we point siya. Yeah, dentists are doctors. Are like to anybody who gives dentists crap for not being actual doctors, shame on you. They are actual doctors. They are more doctors than chiropractors. <laughs> why, why are we shitting on chiropractors? Why are we throwing shade at chiropractors? Well, family guy does it, so I thought it'd be cool. Fine, fair, all right. So it's episode 313 And as promised We're gonna deliver With our guest for this week And that is none other Than the Danish pro wrestling Heavyweight champion El Guapo Carlos Zamora The newest MSG signee Hey That's right So uh, we're gonna be Sitting down to chat with him About his adventures Here in the Philippines How his career started His WWE tryout All those stories And everything in between Is gonna uh, uh, You're gonna hear everything Um, Before we get to that though Shout out to the rest Of our podcast network Asia family Who's been plugging away Still plugging away With every episode That we've been recording here At We Remote Coworking Philippines Um, Just tonight Pagpasok namin ni Chino There was an event happening So it's pretty impressive how uh, this place can be so office like one minute and then it's a, a it's a total party place the next. Yeah, they don't party in the event. And then, and then I mean, there's a party. They there's were food. Doing, they were oh, doing, food. Yeah, okay. they were doing this. There's a party, and then right in one of the rooms, there's actually like a mini workshop going down. Yeah, I saw that. Right, so it's all three different things happening all at once. Speaking of podcast network Asia, hey, I saw on the Twitter uh, earlier today that they're looking for a new podcaster for a new show. Yeah, yeah. So if you think you got the chops 
to uh, also if you know your budgeting and your yeah, 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 computation yeah. skills <laughs> if you yeah. are OC like that if you are a math nerd <laughs> if you're a budget nerd and you you want to be like the next podcast host of Podcast Network Asia why don't you uh, try your luck out and uh, contact PNA and you know you, who knows you might just be the next uh, new face of the of whatever new you, podcast you, that is you can end up on a billboard on Ed's yeah, 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 yeah. like true. a second uh, right? uh, or you could end up uh, spouting out your own pay my pay promo my code, code. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. it's wrestle pay my in case anyone still wants yeah. to sign up I mean I had a few guys over the weekend tell me that they Met, saw me on ah, the I was excited to pay my yeah. no I wish <laughs> I wish 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 I 50 pesos, we get 50 pesos too. So you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you get the billboard, you get the free parking. Tapos pag may party, may lumpiang Shanghai. Uh, you get to call yourself <laughs> a podcast. Yeah, uh, so the next uh, podcast meetup, by the way, should happen within the next month or two. So I, yeah, I, I spoke to the okay. guys. It's, it's every month more or less, right? Oh, wow. Or wow. every couple months. Yeah. Yeah, so if you've ever been interested about getting into podcasting and learning about how the local scene is growing, kind of like how the wrestling scene locally used to uh, be on the up and up. Now, you know, it's still on the up and up, but way way further than the podcasting scene is right now. Uh, You can join any of the meetups. I think they're going to be announcing details about that in the coming weeks, so stay tuned for that. All right. Okay, let's get to some wrestling talk really quickly before we get to uh, the interview with Carlos Zamora. And let's start off with news that came out this morning. I was having breakfast and I saw on my feed that WWE Hall of Famer and the father of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Rocky Johnson, has passed away. So, yeah. um, do we know anything other than what's been announced? Uh, wala, pang, wala pang release information. Uh, the Durchies have nothing. Uh, the Rock hasn't even said anything. So I guess they're probably processing it yeah, right it's, now. It's a little yeah. early in the event. Yeah. Uh, it's probably just what old age. Yeah, but yeah. he's oh. he, he's, he's seventy five. Yeah, he's been around a while. Yeah, he's been around a while. Actually, uh, didn't know that he has uh, he has had a hand in the training of a lot of the previous not about, uh, our millennial generation of wrestlers. So uh, his influence goes a long way, more than we think, uh, more than just being the first ever black uh, WWF tag team champions with Tony Atlas. Yeah, he was Soul Train, Rocky yeah, Johnson yeah. at the time. And they were the Soul Patrol. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. Uh, and yeah, he was yeah. a trailblazer for mm, African-American absolutely. wrestlers. So, yeah, paved yeah. the way for a lot of guys like Booker T and uh, uh, Ron, Ron Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Ron Simmons, Booker T, yeah. Mark Henry, uh, Bobby I mean, Lashley. All uh, these guys are going to credit uh, uh, Rocky Johnson. Rocky for Johnson for his influence uh, onto the craft. Yeah, uh, not just an influence as an African-American wrestler, but also as a Canadian wrestler. Oh. <laughs> because Rocky Johnson is from Canada. Yeah, Rock is actually, what, Canadian Samoan. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a very... Who, who lives in Florida. Uh, <laughs> who lives in Florida, yeah, yeah. It's a very mixed background for good old Dwayne. So uh, you know, our, our thoughts, our condolences go out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his family in this, uh, in this tough time. Um, earlier during the AEW broadcast, JR also brought up uh, the the passing of several other personalities in wrestling, including um, La Parca from AAA. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yes, yeah. Right. So we forgot to mention last uh, last time uh, uh, a few days ago. Now yeah. this isn't yeah. the same WCW La Parca. Yeah, this no, is, no, it, no. it gets quite confusing uh, because parang they, they got into this uh, weird feud over the name La Parca. Parang yung mystical feud. Yeah. yeah, but that one was more uh, was more understand. I, I I understood that one more. Because uh, they weren't mystical at the same time. Yes. 
So this one is a little more confusing, especially if you don't follow. Uh, You're talking about Sin Cara, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unico and Sin Cara. Yeah, yeah. But this La Parca who passed away was the La Parca who's actually active. So yeah. this is the La Parca who suffered a head injury uh, a few weeks ago or a few months ago, if I'm um, not mistaken. Uh, this is a terrible joke to make, but what he did was a literal suicide dive. Yeah. So it was uh, it was actually a suicide dive that set off. Uh, this chain of events. He took it on the head. Yeah. And he ended up in a coma, I think, Oof. for since November. Ooh. And then he just passed away last weekend. Yeah, he was 56, yeah. if I recall correctly. Well, R.I.P. to La Parca. Yeah, and to uh, Soul Train Rocky Johnson. Now, um, on to happier things. Another, another thing that popped up on my feed this week was that RVD promo from Impact where he was in bed. He's looking all sleazy. What a segue, you know, from death to uh, sleaze. To porn. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Softcore porn. Softcore porn in uh, this day and age in wrestling. So he's in a bathrobe and he is with his two girlfriends and cutting a scathing promo on uh, Virgin Marks. <laughs> Uh, that's what that's what uh at least in a uh he's got a gimmick now other than 420 and all yeah, that or, actually or, yeah, yeah other than mr monday night which doesn't <laughs> make sense or uh, mr whatever night yeah oh. the, doesn't make sense yeah, but at least yeah he has a character now he's like oh, what a millennial valve no he's not a, he, no, he's, he's not, not a, a millennial star. i mean uh, yeah. he's like a gen x uh, uh gen x uh promoter of polyamory <laughs> Somehow still has two girlfriends yeah. that your mom would tell you to stay away from. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I remember seeing the pool promo he cut, and I'm surprised that it took him, took them this long to get banned from Twitch. Like Impact, <laughs> Impact Stream, if you guys don't know, was actually banned by Twitch for being too uh, poorly. For lack of a better term, and it, I'm surprised it's taken them that long. No, this is funny to me because there are a lot of ah, fine. There are a lot of cam girls who uh, stream on Twitch. All right, Do so they get naked on Twitch. Yes, but hindi ko alam. Parang maybe I think they hanggang cleavage lang sila. Diba alam ko bawal eh, Oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I, I don't know the level of nudity Twitch is, on Twitch. No, Twitch because it is usually for gaming. Yes, yes. yeah, for gaming and radio stations. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, they've, and they've done wrestling a few times as well. Right, like House of Hardcore does their shows on yes. Twitch. Yeah, of course. So, I don't know how how uh, nude cam girls get on Twitch. Uh, so, if, if they do they don't. get nude... I don't think they don't, yeah. Okay, so if they don't get nude, then I guess commensurate yung punishment kay RVD. <laughs> I mean, if there's a cam girl who's diddling herself on Twitch and then RVD's promo on Impact gets taken down, then clearly there's a double standard yeah, somewhere. Yeah, well, so I feel like <laughs> yeah, so panawala. All right. Uh, anything else on RVD you want to touch on? Uh, I don't want to touch him with anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to NXT. Uh, NXT came out and AEW came out this week. We're recording this on Thursday night. I haven't seen NXT yet. I just know that the time split is lost. So the Alex Shelley unretirement is a one time thing for no, now. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. Uh, oh, it's not? No, it's not. Um, I saw online. I didn't get to catch the show yet, but I saw online that they will be continuing to team on NXT for the foreseeable future. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, so I guess that is what Kushida is doing for now. Since oh, I like the sound uh, of this. Yeah, yeah, I like the sound of this as well. Congrats, Alex Shelley. But uh, are they called the Time Splitters still? Or? Uh, the, I don't. I I don't know if Be- they were called the Time Splitters. Because I remember Mauro uh, announcing that they were the Time Splitters. Oh, nice. And then it got retconned. Are you so, kidding me? Yeah, and then it got retconned, right? So I don't know if that's a thing now still. 
Yeah, uh, it remains to be seen. Let I me, guess, let me check point. real quick the, the WWE YouTube account and see what they build them as. Yeah. So uh, while Rose doing that, I caught AEW, or at least most of it, uh, mm-hmm. before coming over here. And uh, there are new number one contenders for the tag titles. So you have Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, who are still friends, apparently. <laughs> I didn't even know he was still in the company, to be honest. Oh, well, yeah. Gina. <laughs> Hangman what, Page. He is? No, I forgot about him for some reason. It's like, oh, okay, still there. No, to be fair, they've actually given him a story. Like, okay, that's... that's, so, that's wait, sorry, sorry. Something. So they're just Kushida and Shelly. Okay, no yeah. time No time split. Bomb, still, a copyright issue or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is so a game. <laughs> That it is, is a game yeah, series Exactly And they also ripped off Back to the Future So yeah. there's that Right But you know At least it's Kushida and Shelly It's those two guys talaga. Anyway uh, Going back to AEW So yeah They beat uh, The Young Bucks Santana and Ortiz And the Best Friends In a Fatal 4-Way Tag Match uh, You know Hangman Page is way more Of a story than Chris Statlander has Well that's true yeah, I mean Chris Statlander Is in a prime spot uh, But it's not like They really gave her A backstory Like she just showed up One yes. episode of Dynamite so, you know, Like she's supposed To be I, a big deal I, she, I agree this is No no her story Is she's an alien you know, But I didn't know that Until what Like after someone Explained that it was From Dark yeah, yeah, it, you, yeah. That's the thing I have against AEW. One of the things that I have a problem latching onto is that a lot of their stories don't happen on Dynamite, like which they lo- should. Which they should, yeah. right? Because that's your main product. So, it's your main vehicle. So, like things like Chris Atlander being an alien, it's hard for me to grasp on. Right, like she'll come out with this weird face paint. She's supposed to be. To be a big deal, right? and I don't get why. So, uh, yeah, uh, Chris Atlander teamed with Hikaru Shida this week, and then uh, they beat the Nightmare Collective. So that uh, that happened, and then uh, Kenny, Ome- uh, not Kenny Omega, John Moxley and Chris Jericho they uh, got into a thing because Moxley uh, went up against Sammy Guevara. He beat Guevara. Then the Inner Circle attacked. So it's a continuation of their story so far. Yeah, I am actually a big fan of this rivalry because back in WWE when Dean Ambrose was still Dean Ambrose and Jericho was still Jericho, that's that was one of the more uh, that was one of the more entertaining things to me in the current iteration of the product. Yeah, because at the time that they were in WWE, it was a very bizarre feud. Like they had Mitch the Potted Plant, yeah. they had the thumbtacks yeah. and all that. Like they had to rely on. And then they got to a point where these they were weapons a, they were a tag team, but pero hindi, diba? No, that was AJ and Jericho. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Oh but God, then, I, no, but then I it, vaguely remember that. Yeah, why two AJ? Yeah, but then it was it it was still it was entertaining. I remember laughing at this feud. Okay, no, but this is a good feud. What they what they've got going on to AEW, I actually enjoy this. And um, it was actually bound to happen. It's and and I'm glad that AEW took its time to hash it out to not give us the product right away. Yeah, right. because they had a lot of moving parts going on. They also have the Cody MJF feud, which they took one step further. Uh, Cody formally accepted the um, stipulations that MJF laid out. So, oh, all of them, all of them. So, Jesus ten God. lashes on live TV to be whipped like a government mule. Steel cage match with Wardlow, and then Cody cannot touch MJF until Revolution in February. So he accepted all of them. Uh, to be fair to Cody, the way he cuts a promo now, sovereign top guy. Yeah, like he's a top guy promo guy, and uh, um, this is something that. He was never gonna get in WWE. Oh, for sure. And I think of all the guys who made that jump, Siko Dita game biggest winner. Hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think this is. I mean, does it say something about him though being both the best promo guy and the head executive of the company? What do you, what do you mean? Exactly? Like, I don't think he's the best promo guy. Like, I think Moxley is the best promo guy on AEW. I'm just saying that he cuts a, a promo like a top guy now. Okay. Okay. Because anyone he's had time to be a top guy. Okay. Yeah. And now, I mean, as you said, he wouldn't get that in WWE. Like, he would, his, his ceiling was stardust. 
right? Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So, so there, um, you know, some interesting stuff going on, I guess, in AEW, but, you know, the gripes still remain. But as always, we're going to keep it uh, in the background is white noise until something interesting really, really happens. Right? Uh, anything else from the last couple of days in wrestling that you guys want to um, get into? Well, uh, uh, we covered it everything. Yeah, that's uh, it. We covered everything last Tuesday, right? Yeah. If uh, there aren't anything else, then we got to remind you that a couple of big things are happening as we end the month of January. For starters, you've got Mabuhay Ang Wrestling, the first PWR event of the year, which will take place January 26, 2 p.m. at the Powermax Center Spotlight. You've got a bunch of matches already being announced, and you've got several that are still going to be dropped on you over the weekend, including a big one that you might want to get your teeth into. So strap, uh, strap on those seat belts and buckle up because this uh, match that will be announced over the weekend is something you're gonna you're gonna get very titillated by. Uh, you've also Ooh. got the Royal Rumble viewing party we're doing again for the fifth straight year at Skinny Mike's. We'll be there as early as 5 a.m. Tickets are at 300 pesos, and um, you know your attendance, your tickets go a long way towards helping out Smart Henry. It's yeah. a, <laughs> it's a, it's literally a big reason why we're still able to do what we do yeah, for you. For you, uh, for those who want uh, who want uh, events like this because they prop for one reason or another they might not have the network or they want to watch with other people. And or you, they just want to watch live with other people and enjoy the show. Or if you want to keep enjoying the content we put out on Smart Henry, yeah. it's largely because of these viewing parties. So please keep supporting us. And uh, we hope to see you there for the fifth annual Royal Rumble viewing party on the morning after Mabuhay Ang Wrestling. So that's Monday morning, January 27, bright and early. Right, time for us to get to our interview with our guest. He is the newest signee of the Mr. C group of talents. He is the DPW heavyweight champion, El Guapo, Carlos Zamora. Episode 313 continues with our special guest for this week, and we are delivering as promised. We've got the Danish pro wrestling heavyweight champion and the newest member of the Mr. C group of talents, or MSG, El Guapo, Carlos Zamora. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the podcast, Carlos. Uh, this is a long time coming. We should have done this last year. Yeah, we should have. Right? Uh, uh, this is not your first trip to the Philippines, obviously. Anyone who's watched PWR over the last 12 months has already seen you in action. But um, you know, before we get things going, how are you? How's it been? How's, how's this uh, stay been so far? This stay has been very good, very good. Um, living in BGC and Makati's Airbnb, so I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... And, uh, you know, you're, you're not here for as long as you were last year. No. No. So um, it, it's not as long of a trip. But uh, before we get to everything, I guess uh, we have to start with your origin story, like your origin story here in the Philippines. How did you... Um, I think there are... There, th- not everybody from the Filipino fandom knows that you are half Pinoy. Mm. Yeah. So uh, you're half Pinoy, you grew up in Denmark, but how did you find PWR in the first place? How, how does that happen for you? I think when I started wrestling three and a half years ago, when I started wrestling, I was wondering if, you know, Filipino wrestling ever existed or did exist. And the first memory was actually JDL, obviously, he's the embodiment of PWR. And then I saw Chris Panzer as well. And I thought, holy shit, man, they're, d- they're really killing it over here. I got to get my ass over there uh, at some point. How easy or how hard was it to find uh, PWR material where you know where, where you were staying? Not that hard because it's all on YouTube. I think Filipino wrestling is, is really good in terms of s- social media. They're really good at it. I haven't found any other media besides WWE. Obviously, I think the media is very uh, it's it's very pure. 
I mean, like compared to your promotion, uh, that Danish Pro Wrestling is your home promotion, right? Yeah, one of them. One of them. Um, how often do you guys update your social media? I wouldn't say it's the the best at social media, but we do have social media. But we we can learn from you guys or us guys. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, You, you searched for Filipino wrestling. You uh, stumbled upon PWR. Uh, who did you get into contact with first? Okay, so I've I've been to the Philippines five times. So the third time, I was only here for four days, and I tried to reach out through Facebook page. Nobody answered. Okay. So, so the 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 fourth time, I was here last year. Yeah. A week before they had the show, there was actually a fan who texted me hey are you filipino wrestler yeah 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 you know pwr wh where do they train yeah i know where they train man you just uh, contact uh dax you know uh, dax Javiera. yeah and and he he i chatted a little bit with him and then i showed up for practice and the next thing i know i i met jdl and the others and they were fully packed for the show yeah there was only a week before that i showed up for for practice So what happened was that I just showed what I could do, and they granted me a, a pre-match show. Yeah, the pre-show match against, was that against Tutan? No, that was actually against Capitan PWR. Capitan PWR, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, before PWR, uh, before Tutan, it was Capitan uh, PWR. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what, was your, what, what were your expectations of PWR coming in? Because obviously, uh, all you had to go on was what you'd see on social media. Yeah. I guess uh, my expectations was that were that um, I knew the crowd was was really good, but I had a chip on my shoulder. I I needed to show them what I could do. I was only having five minutes for this match. Yeah. So I had to show a tell a story for f for five minutes. Um, uh, I think I pretty much almost showed what I could do in five minutes. Mm -hmm. Just expect just. If they had given me 15, I mean, that would be my potential. Like, How about you, Chino? Uh, were you there for El Guapo's PWR debut? I was debut? not there for any of his matches, Screw you. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I, was, I think I was, in the, I was in the U.S., though, when he was debuting over here. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you get to meet him now. He gets yeah. to cuss me out in person. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Yeah. So the following month, February 2019, you go out there, you have that match against Capitan Dutan. I think you had a longer match this time around. I had like seven minutes, but okay. it felt like five minutes. That's why they, they smart uh, Henry. They they had made a small you know piece of sentence like, is it a curse to call him the five-minute man? <laughs> so that, that that comment sticks with you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. I don't. I don't. I don't forget that. Um, can Can you talk about this chip on your shoulder? Because clearly, it's something that um, I, I wouldn't say is bothering you, but it's something that resonates. Mm, I just think that uh, a guy coming from the outside, not being signed to a to a big promotion, I'm I'm still a, a, you know a overhyped rookie. Yeah, I, w I would say. Okay. But I'm not as much of a, as a rookie as I was last year. Mm -hmm. I still, you know, gained a lot of knowledge. Uh, I work hard. I really do. I work hard six times a week. I mean, you're a champion seven. now, right? You're the Danish heavyweight champion now. So, I mean, that speaks a lot of how much you've learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro yeah, probably. But, you know, I'm not here just to be a Danish champion. I'm here to go all the way to be signed to a big promotion. So... 
the thing with the chip on my shoulder is that I never rest. The next match that I'm having is the most important match. That's what I always have said since day one. So uh, you were here for a few months in 2019 before uh, before you ultimately had to leave. And throughout that quick bit here, what uh, what was your takeaway from the PWR experience? Like, what stood out to you? Hmm, I think the passion and uh, the passion for sure. Yeah, and, and the endless potential of PWR. I mean, just just now we had uh, JDL last year. JDL, Ken, and Crystal. They had. You know WWE tryouts, and yeah. that speaks for itself. And also think that um, we need to uh, we need to set the bar even higher right now. I remember I was talking to you. I I don't recall which show, whether it was Jan or Feb, but uh, I was talking to you during the show, and I was asking for your opinion on uh, how you would compare Filipino fans to fans in Europe. I don't I don't remember if you remember this conversation. I did. I did. Uh, so can, can you you know just for the benefit of our listeners, like how do you differentiate the Filipino wrestling crowd with European crowds you've been around? It varies, but I w- I will always say this. I've I've wrestled some parts of Europe and I've wrestled you know the Philippines. Philippines. I'm not even kissing ass. The the Philippine fa- the Philippine crowd is one of the best crowds I've ever worked in front of. Even even Eric Walker, who had a match against Chris Panzer. I met him in Denmark a couple of weeks ago or one month ago. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, I I told him, hey, uh, you wrestled Chris Panzer. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I was in the Philippines. Philippine fans are the craziest fans I've ever worked with. Or in front of like, how would you describe that in a more concrete way? Like, how would you say that the Filipino fans are the best? Like, is it energy wise? Is it crowd participation? Is it uh, the craziness? Yeah, are European fans not as loud? Yeah, I mean, European fans sing, right? Okay, so Filipino fans they have a lot of passion, obviously, and they have fun. They they kind of know it's a show, and they're just having fun. But they're really hardcore fans. You can you can tell. Uh, they're very supporting, and they pop on a lot of things. So that's actually a curse or a luxury. Mm-hmm. I told the other wrestlers, "Hey, man, if you ever come to, let's say Germany, some parts of Germany, for example, for example, if you get out there and you walk through the curtains, and nobody's really cheering you as you're used to, yeah, that's where you you realize that that actually um, exposes you how good you are to." To work in front of a quiet crowd, and you know, if if you got gotta compare Filipino crowd to European crowd, it it varies a lot because Europe is is pretty big. Yeah. But I would say that some parts are re- very quiet, some parts are really rough, like hardcore, like kind of uh, ECW style. So the ECW style fans, I would assume, are in the UK. No, actually, in Denmark, m- my promotion called CCW. Okay, what does CCW stand for? CCW stands for Copenhagen Championship Wrestling. Danish Pro Wrestling is DPW. That's yeah. another place. That's the two promotions that I originally uh, worked for. Uh-huh. So I'm champion in DPW, but CCW in Copenhagen, that's my hometown. Okay. And they're really rough. Like they drink a lot of beer and they swear and then get into fights. So it's kind of, it has <laughs> that <laughs> underground vibe. And it, uh, The way you describe it is kind of like how Mexico is typically described. Probably, but yeah, I wouldn't know because I, I, don't, I haven't been to Mexico. I mean, um, I assume you haven't had like a cup of piss thrown at you. I've, I mean, I've, I've experienced that, you know, the crowd wanted to kill me. Uh-huh. Yeah, like beat me up. But uh, 
Was it because you were working heel at the time? Yeah, I worked as a heel, and they got really invested in it. Uh-huh. And I screwed them over. And, you know, I, I just think I'm easy to hate because I am El Guapo, you know, the one who who's arrogant and, and whatever. Yeah. But it kind of changed over there in Copenhagen. So now I'm actually getting over as a baby face. Yeah, at least now you know that you're doing your job, right? As a heel, you get hated. Yeah. I mean, that's the idea. That's the idea. And um, uh, not not everybody's comfortable with the idea of actually getting that pure hate. Yeah. <laughs> so if if you're the type of performer who's comfortable with getting that pure hate, good for you. That means you're able to elicit such an emotion mm. as a performer. Yeah, yeah. That's number one. I mean, like if you can get the crowd invested, that's number one. I don't care if you can do like 500 dives. If you can just get the crowd invested in feelings, emotions, great with spots and everything, but forget about spots, create emotions and create moments. Let's start from the very beginning, and let's talk about uh, you growing up in Denmark. So, were you born and raised there, or did you just grow up in Denmark? I was born and raised in Copenhagen, the capital of Denmark, yes. So, how is it like uh, growing up with a Filipino mom in Europe? Actually, I grew up with only my mom. Uh-huh. My, my dad was never around, and he's Spanish. Yeah. But if anybody asks ask me, uh, I'll just say I'm from three different countries because it's, it's too hard to not involve, you know, Denmark. Yeah. I am, you know, blood, bloodish. Uh, I am Spanish, Filipino, but yeah. Denmark will always be like uh, home, home, right? home yeah. kind of. But still, Philippine, Philippine, the Philippines are still what represents my, uh, my mother yeah. because I grew up, even though I grew up in Denmark, I grew up with Filipino community as well. So she spoke Tagalog and Bisaya. So I oh, got messed nice. up. And she did also send me to a Spanish school okay. at the same time. And so is there a large Filipino community in Denmark? Or is there a large Filipino Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it's typical Filipino. They're very uh, family-oriented. Ori- yeah. Tight-knit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of rice and a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Yelling as well. Pretty religious, pretty conservative. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Mm-hmm. It feels like, you know, the Philippines, if you go there. Interesting. Uh, we were hanging out in the back before we hit record, and you said that you really identified with the Jokoi skits, uh, with his upbringing relative to your upbringing. Oh, yeah, man. Like 90% or maybe 95% is uh, is, com- is completely right. Uh-huh. Yeah, so when, when, I'm, when I saw Jokoi, I was like, holy shit, he's right. Short hair, glasses. Where <laughs> am I? Seventy-two years old. Uh-huh. <laughs> does, does she does she use reverse psychology on you a lot too? Oh, <laughs> are you kidding me? She, the way Joko explains it, it's kind of like um, if I lost my keys, and yeah. Joko would make uh, an impersonation of her mother, and that's the same thing that my mother did. You know, oh, you can't lose. Uh, you, you lost it. Uh, why don't you l- uh, use your eyes? And she did. She did that, this thing with her, her finger putting it on her eye and like open your eyes. Yeah, same I'm, shit. Yeah, I'm same pretty shit. sure it applies to all Filipinos anywhere in the world. And even even if I didn't eat my uh, lunch box, you know my lunch. Yeah. She would write on my lunch box, "Eat your goddamn f- <laughs> <laughs> food." <laughs> And I thought, man, I'm so unlucky. <laughs> That's why uh, I think Joko is so funny. Uh, he speaks all of our truths. Yeah. Hey, Ro Morad, who's yeah. been here the entire time. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Let's not sell that lie. Let's not sell that lie. I just got here uh, thanks to Philippine traffic. Rome, yeah. I got one question for you. What's up? 
How's your body feeling? I'm good. I'm feeling good right now. Actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. For, for context, yeah. uh, Carlos put him through the ringer yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. No, I want. I rather you don't put context. So <laughs> I want people to talk about what MSG's doing. <laughs> well, you can see you can see Carlos' stories where you can actually uh, see something that's uh, almost almost uh, without context, where he lifts up Chris Panzer by the by the waist. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's also vlogging some stuff. He's actually yeah. vlogging the podcast right now. So just watch out for it on his social media. Uh, uh, Carlos will get to plug it later. But going back to uh, growing up in a Filipino household, did you also have what, like the Vicks Vapor? Did you know what that was too? Oh, hell yeah, yeah. She put my, uh, if, I, if my tummy hurt, she would put my pants all up to my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and then put Vicks all over it. She would put Vicks in my, on my foot and put like three pairs of socks yeah. on my foot. <laughs> just to make sure that and if i had if i had uh, you know tummy aches she would say obo i don't know if that's tagalog or bisaya yeah yeah it's tagalog for cuff cuff it out no obo, see, obo like that means put yourself on your stomach oh okay oh, yeah, obo. So, uh, obo. Uh, wait no obo. Know, yeah. right, it's probably it's probably, yeah, it's probably bisaya. bisaya yeah yeah and uh yeah, yeah, need a lot of soup if you're sick i guess so, so the traditional uh, home remedies yeah yeah Where's your mom originally from? She's from Dumaguete. Oh, okay. okay. So that's hardcore Bisaya city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is for sure. Have you been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I've been to the Philippines, that I've been here five times. I've always been to Dumaguete. I'm pretty sure you never leave hungry in Dumaguete, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, my family, they take care of me. They take me out for uh, lechon. Yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah nice. great food in Dumaguete. Yeah. So uh, wh- what was your first touch point with wrestling? Like, when were you first exposed to that? Uh, Do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah. I was maybe seven or eight, and at that time, they would show Mexican wrestling, Mexican wrestling in Denmark. I don't know oh. what what kind of channel it was, but I I saw like big dude, big dudes, like jacked up dudes, um, bleeding. I thought it was cool because it reminded me of a action movie but involving the drama they had they they wanted to do the typical mexican soap opera drama you know when you see it on filipino tv they they kind of put the backstage music on and and it's drama drama yeah so i i saw my my first uh view on or let's say my my first memory of wrestling was mexican wrestling and do you remember which promotion or which wrestlers were on tv no idea i was i was really young and then then i uh discovered uh wcw Mm-hmm. I'm a WCW guy, so that was when I was, you know, a small teen- teenager at that time. So, who were your favorites growing up? You would never guess, but let me get you like th- three tries. And <laughs> it's a guy from WCW, and he used to wrestle in in Mexico as well. Well, I know one because of your uh, your tights. I know one is Eddie Guerrero. No, no, no. What? No. Huh? Two tries left. Uh, is it Rey Mysterio? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Wrestled no. in Mexico. All right, is that Vampiro. Hell yeah. <laughs> ah, that was a wild guess. It, it was a wild guess, but it's a good guess because he doesn't remind me. Uh, he doesn't remind. He doesn't remind. How do you, how do you say that? Yeah, he doesn't remind. Remi- people aren't reminded of Vampiro when they watch you. No, not at all. Yeah. But I just got drawn to his uh, charisma. Mm-hmm. It was some, just something special. And he was kind of uh, athletic, strong. And he had that hybrid style yeah. I'd, I'd like. Um, so... Who else stood out to you while you were growing up and while you were first being exposed to uh, pro wrestling? A little bit of Sting, but it was, if I had to choose bet- between Sting and Vampira, uh, Vampira, I, th- I thought he was a better wrestler. He so could Vampira do, was your guy? 
He was my guy. And later on, it was John Morrison as well. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. How did your mom take it when you were starting to watch wrestling? Because, again, uh, we Filipinos were a conservative moms, lot. Yeah. yeah. It was just a uh, typical Filipino. Yeah. He's, he's watching wrestling. That That's what, you know, some of the Filipinos do, do, do as well. Mm-hmm. So there was no problem. In, in doing oh, okay. That. That's cool. But that's my, cool. I remember my grandmother in 98 was when I was here the first time in the Philippines in 98. It was in Dumaguete. At that time, my grandmother, my mother's mother, she still lived. And when I watched Kane, the Hell in a Cell match against uh, somebody, yeah, uh, my grandmother, she was so afraid and she couldn't understand. She, she would just walk away, run away because it was too <laughs> violent. <laughs> my mother, she told me that. So uh, how, how long did it take then for you to like have that idea in your head that this is something I want to do, this is something I want to get into? It's kind of crazy because Den- Denmark is has been is not a, a country where you have a wrestling culture uh-huh. at all. But it, for some reason, three years ago, two years ago, it has boomed. Um, so I ha- I didn't have the opportunity to go uh, to a wrestling school or kind of like in UK where they have it everywhere. Yeah. So what actually ha- happened was that I am I was fi- um, I fight professionally. So. At that time, I had no idea where wrestling would be, but I would still be a fan. Yeah, obviously. Is that is that one of your other questions, or is yeah? Well, this wait? is pretty much the origin story, so we might as well get into it. Okay, so I, I I've been starting fighting MMA for seven years, and at the time, I only been fighting four years. Yeah. So what happened was that I just looked up at you know Danish wrestling, and then then I found Danish pro wrestling. Yeah. And I saw one of the dudes who were the light heavyweight champion i was like holy shit is this the guy is this your guy holding the title i could i could beat him easily yeah so the the promoter you saw that and he texted me and said hey you want to come and do a tryout a boot camp it's for free <laughs> for only you okay fine so i went there i had one week to uh, learn the drills you know roll bump and everything everything was, was pretty uh, pretty much easier it was like i've, I've done it before Still, you know, new to it, but I uh, thought it was uh, not that hard yeah. at all. And cardio-wise, no problem. So in terms of uh, the the beginnings of uh, the wrestling car- career, it happened in 2016 at a boot camp tryout. So you spoke of your MMA background. Is that something you carry into your in-ring style? Yeah, definitely. I, I you know... The thing is, when 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 you're fighting for real, it's uh, y- you want to put your emotions away. If you get hit, you don't show emotions. So I have to show emotions when when kind of converted into pro wrestling. I don't want to be that MMA guy when I, when I'm El Guapo, but I want to involve some elements of it, like realism, but still do the high flying and everything else. And uh, just you know, I, I like to make crisp. Uh, realistic. I don't like all that comedy too much. I, I do like comedy, uh, wrestling, but in terms of realism, as long as I can relate to as I'm portraying a real fighter, then it's good for me. Uh, when you were starting out and you were doing MMA, then you were trying to uh, be a pro wrestler as well, trying to learn the ropes. Uh, did you have a full-time job? Yeah, as well. So I did both. So, so uh, what, what were you doing at the time? I was a personal trainer. I'm sti- still am. Mm-hmm. So it was it was hard because after I finished the hard work of MMA training, I had to go to wrestling. Yeah. So what would your day be like? Like, what's the schedule like for for you at the time? Okay. Um, wake up super early, 
go to work for three hours, have some clients, go back home, maybe get some more sleep, go back out, work, training, MMA, like 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., and then go wrestling. Ooh. And uh, this is in Copenhagen, right? This is in Copenhagen, yeah. And is it easy to get around there? Or is it like uh, congested like Metro Manila? Do you have public transportation there? I've never been, so I I don't know. Nothing can compare (laughs) traffic in Manila. Okay. Okay, so that's that's the hardest part for me to adapt is the, you know, commuting. Commuting here. It's really... Not good. <laughs> but over there in Copenhagen, how's the commute like? It's easy. It's easy. I mean, I ride a bike, so you can get anywhere oh, nice, with a bike. Nice. And you know, there's a lot, a lot of space to walk, and it's, it's easy. Mm-hmm. You know when the buses are going. You know when the trains are going. It's it's really good structured. Yeah, I so. know. I know from like online surveys that Denmark has a high quality of life, right? Like, yeah, they do. They do. Um, all that commuting is just you know not benefiting for you know the quality. Mm-hmm. Of of life here, uh, <laughs> not here for for instance, <laughs> but that's why I, I I learned this time not to commute that much. Right, right. I I really have you know to think strategically, 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 on where I'm going yeah. on a daily basis when I when I'm here, and and even just just to, on a side note, you know that was so funny that uh, two months ago. They actually showed on the news that the worst traffic was actually here in Manila. Yes, yeah, it, yes, it is. Still is. Uh, still is. Still I think is. will never change for a while. Philippines number one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's, the, what's the reason for the worst traffic in the world? Uh, poor here? urban planning, yeah. for starters. Yeah. Uh, too many cars on the road, yeah, that pretty much. Too, yeah. too much congestion. Okay. Uh, you know, It's a very centralized yeah. uh, country, right? But centralized also, capital. Also poor driving habits. Yeah, that's true, say. yeah. I would say that as so well. So a combination of all those things yeah. and you have the poo-poo platter, which is Metro Manila traffic. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, going back to uh, the beginnings of your career, you mentioned that when you were starting, it was also right around the time that the pro wrestling scene in Denmark was sprouting out. Mm-hmm. But you weren't, part of th- you weren't in the original uh, rosters of either company. You weren't an OG, were you? No, not really. There, there was an OG from, or there still is an OG from Danish pro wrestling. His name is Chaos. Uh-huh. He has been there since '93. Wow. Yeah, and he's been he's been uh, heavyweight champion of DPW for like two or three times, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like the Godfather. Everybody who came from 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 him, they kind of uh, uh, separated from him, and made other promotions. So did he? Did you train under him as well? Or? Not really. He wasn't. Yeah, but he he gave me the start and. The thing is, I, I don't have like a, a, a real coach under me. So whatever I, let's say I, if they hire a guy from the UK and he's a certified NXT trainer, I only get one, like one week to, to listen to him and train and sponge everything that I can. When he's gone, I'm the one spending hours, countless hours to, to perfect, perfect it every day. So who are the trainers, say from NXT or from uh, international uh, promotions who've come over and trained with you? For instance, there was a. It, it's always going to be guys from from the UK. The first uh, first ever trainer that I really ha- had was uh, Kay Jutler. He he's from England. Mm-hmm. We we actually went to the same uh, tryout uh, in November last year, mm-hmm. and uh, he was my first trainer for for a whole week. And the next trainer that I had was uh, Luke King Sharp, a guy from Scotland, and obviously Zach Gibson and Screwface Ahmed, both from uh, NXT. 
Liverpool's number one. Liverpool, Liverpool's number one, yeah. Yes. Zach Gibson's relatively young, right? Like, he's right around your age. He's 30. Yeah. So yeah. He's pre- still pretty young. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the tryout, but before we get there, like, uh, how long did it take from when you started in that uh, free boot camp session to when you had your debut match? That was it. I had <laughs> four or five. It was from Monday to Friday, and then we we always end up doing a, a show on a Friday or a Saturday. I don't remember. So at the end of that week, you yeah. had debuted. I debuted against my trainer. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. And out here, it takes, what, a year maybe? For some people, yeah. yeah. I mean, for, for Kamas, it took him three years. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, to be fair, though, uh, I've seen, uh, like, in other places, like in Grapple Max, uh, uh, first, end of the first session, you get to do, like, uh, a sequence of chain wrestling. So that's there's something. It can be done. But for you, it was, like, a legit match. Sort of. I mean, we, what you do uh, typically, it's 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 a boot camp called Faker Break. It's every summer mm-hmm. in Danish pro wrestling. It's uh, it's a UK guy who trains the guys who who participate. So, what was the question again? Uh, like, what was that first match like? Kind of weird because because uh-huh. uh, you were green. I was I was really green, but I just did my stuff that we trained the whole week just to showcase what what we could do. Yeah. So yeah, he, he got the win. Uh, I, you know, I I got I got to show what I could do. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was fun. And from there, they just took over and, and ran with the ball. How long did it take for you to get that confidence that all right, this is uh, how I know myself as a performer. This is how much I know I can do. What I can bring to the table. Mm, it's a good question because I've always felt that I could, I'm endless. I could always, I would, al- I would always have that. Uh, I've, okay, I've done so many sports, um, so many sports, but there's not one of them besides wrestling that I've felt that I'm really confident. Mm-hmm. And confidence is not arrogance. Confidence is, you know, something about certainty. So I'm pretty certain of what I'm doing. And even if I fail just a little bit, there, there will always be setbacks. I always come back stronger in, in some way. I mean, this, that's the only sport that I've felt very certain. Or it's wow. So you've always had that athletic side of you, like an athletic, uh, athletic background. You mentioned uh, multiple sports. Like what, what sports did you take up growing up? First one was tennis and dancing. And then I had soccer as well, or football, yeah. as you would call it here. Sorry, <laughs> soccer is for, uh, yeah. For Americans. Ameri- Americans, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I had, you know, karate. And obviously later I started... MMA, mm-hmm. boxing. So it just really never, uh, the, the sports bug just really never left you? No. Yeah. Never, ever. So uh, you come over here and uh, you're about three years into your career at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, at, at that point, you were already doing the El Guapo thing. Was that a gimmick you were also doing back home? No. It, it started the very first match in PWR. What? What? So what was your what? gimmick back home? You don't want to know. <laughs> no, no, we want to know. No, now we want to know. We wanna know. <laughs> I thought it was a. I thought I didn't know that was a thing yeah. just for wow. here. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the guy who runs D- DPW Danish Pro Wrestling, he he said, oh, I like your background. You're you're a real fighter. Blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, I don't want to be a an M- uh, MMA fighter because then I would beat everybody, most of the guys, you know, up for real. Yeah. So I just want to be a character. And yeah. I, I, you know, as a wrestler, you tr- you're trying to find out what works for you. What is your alter ego? What is something completely different from you? So you're trying to find figure out what you want to be. So the promoters they tried to 
to to get me over to a character where you are a fighter kind of guy so like ken shamrock or brock lesnar yeah yeah but i'm not the biggest guy i'm, I'm barely 5'11 so uh, or and and you know i weigh 185 so i couldn't be really brock lesnar type yeah but um i i dubbed myself as the first one was the, the natural okay the natural it could be anything it's it's very you know wide yeah <laughs> and yeah. after that the golden talent okay and after that the last and the last that i had before the guapo was uh the modern day gladiator oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah although I, i can see that happening though i can see that working out for you i could also feel the shame <laughs> yeah and i didn't have uh, any trunks or anything i was you know were you wrestling in shorts or no mma shorts yeah. oh, okay. mma shorts, MMA yeah. shorts. yeah So um, now that you have the El Guapo gimmick, do you bring it back to Denmark as well, or do you? Hell yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> All my friends at work and some of my friends outside of work or who don't work with me, they, yo, what's up, El Guapo? <laughs> But how did that come about here? Was yeah, that your yeah. idea? Was that PWR's idea? It, it was actually a guy uh, from Sweden who, who said, "Carlos, man, screw screw this modern day gladiator gimmick." You look like a guy who has a rose in the mouth, and when you come out the curtain, you're just a heartthrob, and you just, you know, move elegant. You have chiseled body, whatever, blah blah blah. And I thought I'll think about it. I'll think about it. When I came to the PWR and I talked to G JDL about the pre-match show, um, I said, "Okay, JDL, I am El Guapo," and he looked at me. <laughs> well, okay, El Guapo, here, here goes. <laughs> Dali ka usapin. Didn't have to convince him. I mean, right? I mean, he wasn't lying, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, th I think now I'm, I'm, I'm hitting a good stride. Um, figuring out what El Guapo really is and yeah. what what kind of uh, because normally when you have a character, you you refer, you refer some to some certain things, kind of like Razor Ramon. He refers to Scarface, obviously. Yeah. And 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 that that is what I obviously also want to do but i want to mix it up with the mma and i want to mix it up with something third you know trying to figure it out but it, it kind of works for me right now mm -hmm. so when you were here last uh you were here for like two or three months and you found yourself working not just in wrestling but in also um other other medium other media in front of the camera so oh. how did how did you end up getting to the local modeling scene here in the philippines i don't remember <laughs> oh i think it, it was um I, I, j I had I had talked to a guy from Reco Models, he who's the guy who managed it, and I said, "Hey, uh, I'm coming here. I'm half Danish, half Filipino. Could you use me?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. come by, come by. Okay, so I came by. I uh, went went to uh, two castings the day after I got a a, a big gig for Ayala. So that yeah, was yeah, that. that was crazy. And at that time, I said, like, oh, yeah, "Fine, I might just get like, you know." A couple of pesos, and that was it. And, and <laughs> oh I had no, I had no idea who Ayala was. Yeah, sir. Okay, who the hell is Ayala? Oh, you know, just one of the two biggest uh, real estate companies in the Philippines. Yeah. So uh, when I, when I went away 2 a.m. in the morning for the casting call or whatever it was, and I was uh, on my way to Northern Manila. Uh, it's not Tagatay. It's something else. North, uh, North Pang Pampanga, Bulacan, yeah. Pangasinan, Baguio, Baguio La Union. Some famous re resort. But at, uh, on the way, I found out who Ayala was. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh I was like, I, if it's Ayala, it might be Punta Fuego. No, South uh, North Bay. Punta Fuego is uh, South. 
Well, I have no idea. Uh, I've never been to these places. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So you find out who Ayala yeah, was. Yeah, you find out who Ayala was. Yeah. And it, it blows your mind because you know that the big payday is coming your way. Big client. Oh, yeah. So I was I was stoked. I was stoked for sure. And uh, what happened after that, I did that three-day shooting. Um, I did some more cast- castings and I had something coming up uh, in terms of... Uh, Signal yeah. the call, right? You were telling me last night. Yeah, I told you last night that they wanted to use me as a presenter as for WWE, and and I told them, hey, I want to bring PWR in too. I don't want to just do WWE, and they say they might might think about it. Yeah, so I had some good thing going on, also with some uh, fitness influencing that nice. stuff. So was that something you wanted to do while you were here? Is that? Yeah, yeah, that that was the plan because I I was planning on you know staying in Manila. But what happened? Why uh, why did you leave like a couple of months into your stay? The the thing that happened was that um, I got a text that my mother got hospitalized. So I, in the middle of the night, I booked a flight and just went straight home. Mm-hmm. No discussion. Yeah, and, and yeah. I assume that you're an only child, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, am, I am. So so it has to be important to you to get back right away. Yeah, I, th- I think we can say now that uh, there were some PWR plans uh, in store for you at the time, which had to be changed because of uh, that emergency. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, for those wondering, uh, here was really going to be a, a bigger thing uh, here last year. So uh, you went back to Copenhagen to take care of your mom. Is your How's your mom doing now? Fine, fine. Mm-hmm. Just old. Uh-huh. So you get back there and you just go back to your routine. Uh, you, you go back to um, working for DPW and CCW and at the gym. Yeah, yeah, I, I did that. But when I arrived, it was kind of weird. When you get back, it's it's the culture is so much different. So I was getting used to the the Manila lifestyle and everything. And when I came back, it was it was so surreal. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine. I mean, does it feel like? Uh, I, I, I'm not trying to say this the best way, but like when you're when you're feel foreign here in the Philippines, you you kind of treated differently, right? And did then you, did you feel yeah, you did were? you feel that? <laughs> did you feel that you were treated differently because you were uh, happy? Yeah, I, I hate it. I hate when people treat me like a white boy. Uh huh. And even when they call me sir, sir, multiple times, stop calling me sir. Please just call me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta get used to that as well. Still, mm-hmm. but. In terms of getting treated differently, maybe yes, maybe no. Uh-huh. But I, I do notice that people, they look at me and I just look down on, on the floor. Yeah. And even Ken Warren, I, <laughs> I, when, I, when I trained with him, uh, we were just walking around the streets. Yeah. And, you know, the cars are crazy here yeah. in, the, in Manila. So he told me, hey, that car's just stopped for you. <laughs> Norm- normally, when I walk alone, he would run me over. For sure. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> um, you were telling us a story earlier about uh, this one time at the palace where they didn't let you in because you were wearing shorts. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, do, do you mind telling us that story here on the podcast? On air? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, that was the first time I was in Manila, so I had four days to spend here and uh, the second day I told myself hey man why not just go out by myself have a good fun, uh, fun time and w- where was the best party place and before I came to Manila I saw some YouTube clips about nightlife party right and, right. and then Will Dasovich came up and I saw some of, uh, some of his clips 
it was from Valkyrie. So yeah. I went into a white cab and, and told him, hey, man, take me to Valkyrie, the island. <laughs> I went to the, uh, to the island and it was really much fun. Went around and, you know, talked to some people just a little bit. And then I tried to get, get into Revel, yeah. which, <laughs> oh, is, oh which, boy. which is kind of a little bit more classy. Yes, I, it is. I yeah. had no idea. I was just <laughs> a white boy. <laughs> and uh, I had no, shorts. from out of town. <laughs> yeah. I had, white, I had shorts on. They wouldn't let me in. And one of the uh, guys who, work, who worked there, he told me, hey, you want to buy my pants? Hey, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> why not? How much? 1500 <laughs> 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 Fucking hustled you. <laughs> Buying your pants. Buy. That's okay. It's okay. It was for one night only. So, yeah, yeah I bought the pants. And, uh, yeah, I got in. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I met, I met the manager and some of the other guys who had spotted me. And they, 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 they welcomed me. Uh, like like uh, one of them so it was a good experience that night so w- when when you told me and Chino that story we were like yeah you know what if it were us they wouldn't yeah they wouldn't sell any yeah, pants yeah they wouldn't treat us the same way because first of all I don't know if they have a runner who has my size <laughs> uh, so so there's that right right, then right. It's, it's weird that now because you were saying after that you guys are friends now right you and the manager and all yeah, the yeah. people there right? yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the rebel teams that they know me it's really interesting like uh, your, your story because like um, it, it, it's the typical uh, you, you put a guy somewhere and he just suddenly turns that place into home and then um, it, it's crazy how you tell us that when you got back to Copenhagen it felt weird like you got culture shocked in your own in place your of own, origin yeah in your own country yeah, yeah I don't know what it is it's just that uh, I've been here for uh, for a while in Manila mm. maybe four months and then I have to, had to go back but I really didn't have that many clients left. Uh, they they all left because I left. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. I had to restart, you know, oh, okay. the the whole thing. And I was with my mother, living with her, and and everything. I didn't live with her at the time before Manila. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, uh, well, crap. I was gonna ask something. Um, I was gonna. I think I was gonna segue to the tryout. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the tryout well. happened late last year, right? So yeah, that was yeah. a few months after you'd gone back to Denmark. Yeah. So. Um, how did the tryout come about? Like, who did you reach out to or who hit you up? Who made first contact with whom? We're talking about the WWE tryout. Yes. Right? Yes. That was because of Gibson. I uh, met him again last year in the summer. Uh-huh. The same boot camp that I started wrestling for DPW, the, 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 the five days, six days boot camp. Yeah. So, yeah, he told me straight up, hey, the one who does the best He's going to get a free trip to my school in Liverpool. Okay. So, pretty cool. Yeah. So, I uh, I did pretty good. Did good. You got the free trip? Uh, yeah, I got the free trip. Mm-hmm. And in addition, uh, I just talked to him in chatting on on Instagram, on, on Facebook. And he told me, hey, you should uh, you should text the WWE, one, one of my guys. I don't, I don't re- remember his name, but... Uh, I I mailed him and hey I'm I'm this and that I'm half something and I've wrestled for three, for three years and then he texted me back yeah 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 do that and he forwarded me to a, a second guy who wanted you know my my blood they do the blood testing you okay. know because they're really strict with that if you have like hep, hepatitis mm. or even uh, AIDS anything like with blood you're no go yeah. Yeah, and uh, the next thing I know, I I got a, a second mail and a third mail and a fourth mail, asking me to you know fill out the 
the history check about injuries and everything and just suddenly it, it, uh, a mail popped up in the 1 a.m i was trying to sleep and hey you're invited wow for, nice, for the tryout. Nice. so it was pretty cool experience. was it in the uk yeah it was london uk performance center oh, okay okay uh, uh it, it blows my mind that there is a performance, performance center, center in the UK. there is yeah. <laughs> yeah uh is it anything like the one in florida because like uh we see the pictures and a few clips of the place right so how's it like are there seven rings as well in florida they have i think five rings i'm not sure yeah. but in london they have two rings mm -hmm. okay and there's camera everywhere yeah kind of like if you're on big brother Uh, they they told us wow. like Triple H could watch us any moment, so <laughs> wow. better behave and right, right, and everything. They have two rings and they have you know racks. It's it's really super plus racks for days, racks for days, and toy. I mean, they got posters of every superstars over there. So, so who were the coaches that were there? That was Ruby Brookside, Steven Regal. Uh, Johnny Moss and some other guys and producers as well and they had two NXT guys helping us out that was uh, Sid Scala and some guy named Luke Luke okay. yeah some guy who plays a Yorkshire gimmick okay so I don't, haven't heard of him um, from the tryout batch that you were a part of was there anyone who eventually got signed or uh, any popular names from the indie scene in, in Europe mm, actually no Actually, no. There was m maybe there was one guy, uh, a lucha guy from France. His name is Asensa, uh -huh. Senza Volta. But um, the thing is, you you get to the tryout and you have medical check and and at night, and then you have two days to to do all the rolling, bumping, and showing what you can, what you can do, and also promo. Yeah, that was the first thing we had to do. That 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 caught me, you know, with my pants off. Uh, <laughs> Because I kind of messed up. I thought we were going gonna do a, a promo about our character, but he Regal he told me do one more. You gotta speak from the heart. I want to know about you. So all of a sudden, I, I, I had no content. But at least I'm pretty proud of that. I said that I'm representing Denmark and the Filipino community when I said that. So they would know that I'm like representing the philippines as well just to, just to be original you know yeah did you try speaking tagalog or you, did you know enough tagalog <laughs> oh. to bust it out in a promo no i did a little bit of danish but that was that was about it and after after that promo i just asked regal regal ah, i don't feel like i look like a danish guy i don't feel like i'm a completely filipino guy what the hell should i do i'm like i haven't i'm having identity crisis uh -huh. he, he said to me doesn't matter as long as you believe in it You got to figure out who, what is, what is you, when you when you're doing the character or yourself. You got to believe in it. Doesn't matter what you say. Just yeah, you. So uh, the reason I asked about the Tagalog is because sometimes you kind of respond back to us in Tagalog, whether it's in <laughs> chat or like in personal conversations, and it would catch me off guard. So I'm actually curious, like, how much Filipino uh, you actually know. I was actually wondering that too, if he spoke in Tagalog. Oh, he, did, he does a lot, <laughs> a lot I that I'm used to. I do. <laughs> I think you do. I mean, enough. Uh, no, I mean, I see you. No, I see him post like on on Facebook groups, and he says, "Oh, to all the artists and kuyas who want to do this and that." Ah, okay, <laughs> I did. Oh, okay, maybe I do that. Or like when we'd meet up, oh, saan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just think I just think that because of my mother, she she mixed it up with Spanish. Tagalog and Pisaya, it's it's all in the back of my memory card uh, for some <laughs> reason. So I remember the the words, but I can't put the words together. 
Okay. So I just I just spit right, it out right. as for some reason. Yeah. And you know, obviously I, I get better at it when I hang around with Tagalog people. Yeah. So I just I just do it. Hey, yeah. it could be a matter of time until you just start busting out a Tagalog promo in Denmark, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, why not? But uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some uh, Tagalog for sure the next match that I have against Mike Matrigal. Hey. For sure. Yeah, because he doesn't speak anything but Tagalog. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bust it up. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll come I'll, I'll do a comeback for sure. Is it safe to say that the promo part was uh, the part you struggled the most with in uh, the WWE tryout? Yes and no, because sometimes when, when I do promos, they, they're not that good. But if I get angry, if, if I'm driven by rage, if, if something pisses me off, I'm pretty good at promos. I, it just comes out natural. So I'm, I'm still tr- learning and training. And um, yeah, promo, promo I, w- I want to do a lot more promo. Uh, I just I just, I learned from uh, from all the cat the castings that I did and also the yeah that's great r- practice the, yeah that's great practice and also Regal he told me you, you instead of what you're saying just believe in what you're saying doesn't matter so I remember I did a promo after my last match in PWR I was kind of pissed so when I did the the promo it, it came out naturally so okay. yeah. So um, after the tryout, the holidays took place, and then uh, internally in PWR, we knew you were coming home. So what led to that? Uh, a combination of everything, like unfinished business, because I was pretty uh, sad that I had to go. Yeah. And also, I just, I just think that uh, since TJ Perkins was here and since Jeff Cobb was here, I just feel like I, I missed out. Uh, a little bit, and and I will never forget the the promos that T.J. Perkins did, and even even J.D.L. I was pretty good. He just T.J. He he said that uh, this isn't for you, this isn't for me, this is for us. And I, as I said in the beginning of this podcast, I, I see P.W.R. having a lot of potential. We we have a foot into the WWE. We got four guys from the Philippines. I mean, me, J.D.L. Ken. And crystal right yeah, right so we you just need to push through and even 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 me i'm flattered that i've guest coaching the guys from pwr i still tell them man just work hard don't be lazy because you got you only got sundays in in, in uk they got monday tuesday friday thursday saturday and they got shows for days endless shows so whenever you show up for sunday practice at pwr show up every time and when you got time to roll in the gym, they have some mats, roll. Get that shit in. What's changed between when you were here last year and now that you're here again this year in terms of what you've seen from the guys or uh, training with them at the uh, at, at what we like to call the Performance Center? <laughs> <laughs> what has changed? Um, or is there anything you've noticed? Or anyone you've noticed? I, th- I think um, Mike and Cuatro has evolved. Uh, I think it's well-deserved. And I see some of the OGs getting even better, and I've seen some new faces for sure, and see some some guys who are up and comers. They, they should they should just keep on working on their on their stuff. And uh, yeah, I, just, I I still have this feeling that that Philippine wrestling is is, is evolving. Yeah, it's booming. Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm not here to uh, take over. I'm I'm here to take part and help. As much as I can, I just have that that the passion and, and drive for some re- for some reason. You mentioned the room for improvement. I, I wanted to get your input on this because uh, you've got the perspective of someone from the outside looking in. What are the things that the local scene could improve on? Whether it's from what you've observed from fans or what you've observed from the PWR locker room that you've been a part of, 
what do you feel? Uh, what do you feel like we can improve on the most? Okay, let's let's take the best part of it of Philippine wrestling for sure. Social media is really good. Yeah, I'm filming, camera editing, everything. The package is so good. It's so good. What I think we should work on is 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 uh, um, your parents. You know, you you have to look the part. Um, I think some of the guys from from the PW roster they they have good charisma. They have good talent. They they know how to interact with with the fans for sure. But we gotta get better at staying safe and, and look the part where we look like wrestlers. Right. Mm-hmm. That that is for sure. Yeah, I, I think the package it, it it is still part of it, right? Uh, how you present yourself. Uh, still very much a part of um, the, the, the presentation. What pro wrestling is, yes. Yeah, the, uh, pro wrestling, or the presentation for lack of a better term. Uh, I know you're only here for a limited run, but did you set goals for yourself for this current run in PWR? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm just happy that uh, that I'm not giving five minutes this time mm-hmm. and, and just a little <laughs> bit more. Hey, you got signed to the best stable in PWR. <laughs> yes, 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 for sure. Um, what's the question again? Uh, what goals, goals did you set for, for yourself, yourself yeah. while you're here? This is the first match of the year. This is like the point of no return. So this is everything to me right now. This is kind of like just as, as important as the, the, the tryout that I had. So even even right there. You want to say something? Jim? Yeah, do you, did you finish your thought? No, I couldn't remember any. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. That's it. why you brought me in. No, I was just wanted to ask, if there, since you have goals set for this time around, is there anybody you want to face in PWR? PWR, in yeah, the future. yeah. Like now, in the local th- scene, right now, now or in the future, yeah. Yeah. Like, you a- any particular names you want to put out there? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you can manifest it in the, into the universe, and I you know, know, you never know who's listening. Yeah. You know, I I want to face a lot of guys, but there's one guy that I really want to have a big match against. JDL, if you're listening. He's always listening. Yeah, and I'm always listening. <laughs> I, I hope that one of these days we can actually make it work. I know that this won't be your last uh, trip back here in the Philippines. No, 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 no. no. But J- JDL, you are the embodiment of PWR. You are the guy. You have sacrificed everything. You've bled, you've sweat more so than anybody else. But I'm here to put you down. <laughs> Hey, right. cut a promo with the middle. Oh, right. Yes, he did. It's been, been a while. No, it's been a while since people cut promos on this show. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, in in the early early years of the podcast, like uh, this was a a medium for the guys to to cut their promos, and like a young Ken Warren, a young Chris Panzer have gone on this podcast to uh, to try their best to deliver a promo. So you know, um, okay. I, I would say that the podcast was an early promo class uh, venue <laughs> for whatever it oh, was boy. at the time. But okay, um, as we wind down here, uh, wh- what have you been up to since you've been here? Like uh, any activities you've gotten yourself into? Any gigs you've booked? Nah, just any clubs you've tried to <laughs> work your way. No, nah, I haven't. I haven't been clubbing that much at all. Not at all. I've been here three weeks uh, before I came to Manila with three of my friends from Denmark, but they left already. So I'm just staying here, Airbnb, and getting in great shape. You know, I'm staying at. Uh, a BGC fight club right now, just right. you know, you know, training, boxing, whatever. And every Sunday I go to PWR. Where you kill the train. guys? Nah, just <laughs> take it easy. Oh, he does not actually. Do he a lot of really, uh, he, nah. he just goes in and helps out. 
Yeah, yeah. I just and even the guys from PWR train when it's not Sunday, I just go work out with with, with you with you guys. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. I was actually there for like the last part of your training session last Sunday, and I was able to pick some stuff up. I'm like, I'm not a wrestler, but I could understand some of the things you were teaching as well. So yeah, yeah. The fact that I was able to understand it means that you were teaching it pretty well because if you can communicate that message to someone who doesn't know it, right, then you know yeah. you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, I'm not gonna tell everyone uh, like how long this this uh, El Guapo and PWR run is gonna be for obvious reasons, but like I'm really happy that we finally got to make this happen. Me too. Uh, we finally got you in in the gym with uh, with our guys in uh, the performance center in the podcast booth, and then in a couple of Sundays we'll be having you back in the Power Max Center spotlight when you take on Mike Madrigal. So um, before we let you go. What message do you have for the local scene, if, if, if you have one, like whether it's the fans or the wrestlers or everyone in the community? Everyone in this country has bought into their own hype. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> ask, ask, ask yourself, what have you done in the Philippines? What have you done outside of the Philippines? Nothing. Me, I am the Danish pro wrestling heavyweight champion. And I'm in the MSG right now. I'm taking MSG International. I'm taking MSG to a whole nother level, baby. <laughs> I am the necessary guy. You need people like me. Right. You need a role model. Yes, Here you go. <laughs> Chino will understand this reference. No, I understand already it does. totally. Okay. Uh, because I got a sneak peek. Okay, he did. Yeah. But, um, Everybody uh, else, you'll get it next week. Our <laughs> listeners will get it in a few, in a few days, maybe. Right? Yeah. This, yeah. yeah uh, we'll, we'll, everybody will understand by next week what Carlos is talking about. Why, why we all lost our shit. <laughs> It's really funny. Good right. job. Um, for all of our listeners, yeah, way better job this yeah. time around. Wow. <laughs> wow, guys. Maybe, wait, wait maybe, we, can take, under the maybe bus. we can take that audio and splash it onto the thing. <laughs> no, 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 I polluted the audio. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we've been ribbing ourselves even before you got here, so it's, <laughs> okay, it's all good. Okay. No, just back to the, uh, the the question was that any advice for the local scene? Yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. It doesn't have to be PWR. It doesn't yeah, have yeah, to be PWR. Any. Yeah, anybody who's listening who's part of the community. Or wrestling, yeah. Okay, so what I think as a fan and also what I think is that uh, it's it's great to protect uh, each promotion that we have here in the Philippines. Obviously, we have three promotions and we don't want to mix it up too much because we've got to protect. Uh, but as a fan, you, you would always want to see, you know, you know, the mix of it just to create controversy. You know, the, 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 the gap of what is real and what is not. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that kind of drama. But uh, back to guys who wants to be a, a wrestler, wrestler, you gotta work on your appearance. That's the first thing. Be safe, work safe, and w try to come up with uh, a character. Because I think Chris Jericho, I listened to one of his, one of his podcasts. He said that connection is everything. If you if you have uh, if people are invested in you, you're gonna sell. You know, so. Try to try to uh, manage that, master that for sure. All right, all so right. Anybody's in the business and wants to get uh, some inspiration, some tips. Uh, that's that's one from Carlos Zamora himself. Where can people find you on social media? And on Instagram, just by my name, Carlos Zamora, and on Facebook, but also on YouTube, I'm trying to boom it just a little bit more. So it's just, just by my name, Carlos Zamora with a Z. 
All right. You're going to catch him on January 26 at Mabuhay Young Wrestling as he represents the Mr. C group of talents, MSG against Mike Madrigal. Carlos, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Salamat sa inyong lahat. Yeah. Hey. Hey. There, that's the uh, Filipino for the cheap pop right there. <laughs> Thanks again to El Guapo Carlos Zamora for dropping by and gracing us with his handsome presence Ooh, here yes. on the Wrestling Wrestling. Very, very Guapo. Yeah. Made us all look a hundred times better. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna catch him live at PWR Mabuhay Ang Wrestling on January 26. And as for us, we're gonna regroup. We're gonna spend the weekend catching up on all the wrestling we missed. I'm gonna catch NXT and the rest of Dynamite over the weekend and maybe SmackDown. Too. I have for still, sure, for sure. I have still yet to see Blackpool. Uh, take over Blackpool too So I'm gonna do that As soon as I get out of here Yeah that is appointment viewing For sure um, As for you If you have any comments On anything we talked about Throughout both episodes This week Hit us up It is at Wrestling2xpod On Twitter For me it's at Underscore Stancy At Roisboar At China Supersized And for the man Who's down with the sickness At Caveman Camus for next week we've got some stuff lined up as always hopefully nothing too crazy like uh, yung mga uh, yung mga pinag-usapan namin ni Ro nung Tuesday <laughs> eto na Batista live on the podcast <laughs> oh my god guys you know it, 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 it'll be the home stretch before Mabuhay Ang Wrestling so uh, we're still gonna get some interviews lined up for you before the dust settles heading into Mabuhay Ang Wrestling weekend right so uh, get well soon to Camus thank you very much to Carlos Zamora thank you very much to our babyface producer Ryan and Val for staying late here at We Remote Co-working Space to record with us and thank you to our podcast network Asia Family for always putting us over. On behalf of my co-hosts Romaran and Chino Liao and Camo Somewhere my name is Stan C and this is episode number 313 and we are out of here. Peace! Mabuhay mga podcast. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.